Well, it's a Tuesday night. It's not a Monday night. Yes, hello everyone. Yeah, because we've had to re- yeah, we've had to reschedule because of the Christmas break. So we're just falling in line, getting ourselves back in sync. And today in the studio, we've got the oldest man, Cugsy. Got one of the young ones, Flynn. We got myself Whiteside, and we've got a special guest today, Max Gabadon, also known as Coach Max. Yeah, and Max has come today to talk to us about what Max sport and mental health in the community. Brilliant. Now, Max has played a cameo on our show before. He came on with his dad and did the Mind Moves Mental Health podcast, which was phenomenal, by the way. My most downloaded podcast, Wow. So, what would you like to talk about then? So, first of all, I just want to mention that I've been coaching now for nearly two years. And, like, the most important thing I can say and what I've learned is that good mental health cannot happen without good physical health. And,. What I've seen in the youth is that the most interruptive and dangerous kids only want one thing, and that's physicality, and it's the demand competition and the demand activity. So what I provide to them and in the community is exactly that. You know, the, the crying out for, for sport, the crying out for activity, I give them a ball, I give them something to do, give them a few games, give them a group to play in. That's exactly what I've been doing now all that time. But you're finding there's a bad lack of that at the moment in the community about places yep. that you're able to do it and lack of equipment. Also, you told yeah, yeah. me in our pre-interview. Yeah. So uh, you know, I've, I've been teaching as well. And when I started teaching, I came in and there was I came into the school. There was absolutely little to none equipment to be used. I came in. There was the, the basketballs were burst. The footballs would all pop and rip like some like a dog had just bit into everything so i was fuming with that and then they saw me coming and they were like oh we're gonna have to buy new equipment for them aren't we almost with a huff and a puff like about yeah yeah, it, yeah. Like and, and that that thing. really angered me because then i realized like shit they haven't done anything for these kids at all ever so are you, are you finding that that behavior is quite bad in classes that you take yeah it's, it's all about the curriculum literally we do maths we do english but i'm starting to realize that that's sometimes all we do there's no PE, there's no, in a, in a lot of schools, and even in my old school, you know, I'd walk in, there was, there's no PE, there's no physical activity, and I think, you know, how are we not losing our heads in, in these, like, just yeah. buildings where we just do work all day? And it's definitely, you're saying there's a lot of behavioural problems in your yeah. classes as well, because I think the kids have got a lot of energy to expel, they've got poor diets, sugar-loaded diets, poor attention spans, and... Physical activity is a part of our lives and we should do it. You know, hunter gatherers, like we say, yeah. by nature. P for me, when I was in school, was like, it was an escape. Yeah. Uh, it was the, a time to enjoy yourself, a time to compete against others, a time for, to, to try, for you to try and be the best that you could possibly be within the, the time frame. The school of football a, of a, of a lesson. is like yeah. the pinnacle. Yeah, exactly. And, and it plays a massive part in your mental health from things from the social aspect of of bonding with your team and also the endorphins that are released through exercise you know it's massive in a time when kids are parked behind computer screens now it's getting used computers and playstations and phones as babysitters and we know that it's being detrimental and it starts from the home doesn't it yeah a massive part as well was the lack of discipline which max is going to go on to and it's the lack of discipline because we've got poor diets, got lack of exercise, and that all starts in the home because um, as 
single more there's more single parents and there's more disruption of the family then kids are getting less discipline and therefore they're doing less physical activity so if we sort out the home life we will get more discipline yeah it definitely is poor diet poor home life and it's not even a single parent because some single parents are amazing i think it's just the dynamic it's easier to shove a screen in front of your kid's face and a bowl of turkey twizzlers or cornflakes or whatever shite they're eating instead of cooking wholesome foods it's it's not readily available it's actually more expensive to try and eat healthy these mm-hmm. days yeah, isn't it exactly so it's a knock-on effect from you know even the teacher's not allowed to be disciplining the kids properly in the the pe lessons and and in school so it starts at home doesn't it poor diet poor discipline at home then you come on to school and the same happens again and then by the time they get to you max you know you're going what the hell's going on exactly so i've been doing sport now since i was a very young kid and that that took a lot of discipline for me it took me you know waking up at stupid hours in the morning to go and train going back to train go in the gym sometimes in the same day and it it, it took a lot of out of my life but what i've realized is that i needed that as a young person to be able to not only express myself but become skilled in an area that could be desired so i express that in the way i work as well i actually promote a lot of discipline into the, the way i teach because I believe that we're like these kids nowadays they're either just really just not interested or they're really disrupt- disruptive or then there's, there's a, those kids who are you know healthy it's nice to hear that like your dedication has rewarded you to become the person that you are and you're you're paying it back by going back into the community and you know trying to improve them kids' lives, so I, I, I applaud you for yeah, everything. It should be a right, right to pass. It's like yeah. I say, I've done football coaching and I've had some great coaches over the years who see now and are still respecting some of the principles that they installed in you now. You can take through not from sports into your personal life, into your home life, into your job. It's absolutely huge. But like we say, that everything's getting broke down in society. People are working, scatty hours. They're not seeing the kids as much. They're not having the input. The home thing from when it was maybe the 50s, Flynn, you've elaborated on this yeah, in we, the past. Yeah, you were going on about because home economics, which is a subject of cooking, they're now to work at home, really, with others in your family. And I think that's a massive thing because as women are being pushed to go and work in more professional jobs, which some of them do want to do, which is fine, and some of them don't want to do. And therefore kids have less time with the family whether they're in daycare or they're in school and they're not getting that discipline that they need so they're getting this information from teachers but it's not sports it's not discipline it's not what they need at a young age and max as you were saying before in areas where it's more deprived or there's a higher crime rate we need more sports facilities in there yeah we need you're bang on right yeah. there i mean we've all played for football teams and that ourselves and the dynamic that it gives you you build friend, friends it builds part of the community the sport is massive in, in supporting your community yeah. and and it is failing and there's a bad lack of coaches because no one wants to to get their hands mm. dirty anymore and people need to stand up people moan about it but they're not actually doing anything about it 
Yeah, exactly. When we mentioned that there's like activities going on in the community to parents, say if I'm in a conversation with, you know, someone's parents and I'm like, oh, well, we do that. And they're like, what? We didn't know that. Yeah. And it, it just shocks me because I'm like, well, you, <laughs> you, you're complaining that your and kids are not the getting enough. some of the teams you do try to get in, they're very, uh, you're locked out because the, the spaces are that minimum. Yeah. You know, you can only train or play so many kids at a mm. time. So it's not necessarily the team that you're going to. They're not saying, oh, we you just physically can't take any more kids on. Yeah, yeah, quite, yeah. quite sad that we don't live in a society where people can just, you know, get involved, help the coach out, set the goals up, mm. set the nets up. Whatever it is, you've got to do. Wash the kits. Do everything you can. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if your kids are five to fifteen yeah, yeah. playing footy. Let them play. Don't moan about mm. it. You know, get involved. You did footy coaching for years as well, didn't you, Dad? So yeah. what was your experience in that? I mean, I've been threatened to be battered by parents, mm. all sorts. Mm. You know, people yeah. phoning me up. But I actually got moaned at people because I was so fair. Because I like to give everyone equal game time. Because it didn't really matter. None of them were going to go and play Premier League footy. That's all an illusion. And this was like under six, under yeah, seven, under six, well, under seven. Like, like people screaming in their face, threatening to knock me out in heaven because like mm. oh, there's someone. I'd be like running three or four teams at a time because no one was there to coach. Yeah. So I'd be coaching from like eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday to like one o'clock in multiple leagues, mini leagues and yeah. stuff. And then run over to take the girls' football team. My daughter played for. But like, think how many, like you and Max, think how many young children that you've helped develop. Yeah, and I know that, and I knew that. I knew the fact that every kid can't go to Disneyland, but you can still give them a good childhood by giving them that yeah. nature and environment. And there's not enough of that at the moment. No, like and you say. Th there's simply not enough funding for it. There's, yeah, you talk Brilliant. about you, you talk about empty teams. There's empty teams because the government simply does doesn't provide enough funding for these teams to be available to the community enough well like, like you said pre-covid they were always saying they never had the money but they managed to get mm. billions of pounds to, the friends yeah. to, to buy ppe which so, they threw away so they exactly. were spending tens of billions on the shock and trace app which should have been a, a lawsuit really there should have been more more lawsuits to where that money went because tens of billions of pounds on an app that didn't work but you've got kids that got no sports facilities you've got broken basketballs like why isn't the money going into the sports facilities and on some track and trace app which we know is yeah, wrong you just give me a phenomenal idea there you mean you talk about them billions of pounds of waste imagine if they'd have been invested into the communities and you could have actually paid people rather than doing dead-end jobs or if they didn't have a job giving local young lads and young girls opportunities to coach these kids you know and make a difference in the communities and when you look at it, it just they've squandered our money. And it helps billions it helped. on like what we know now was just a facade. It was just it a fake. Yeah, it was just mm. a fake. It helps everyone out. Hey, it was that woman who bought the yacht and all that. She's been hiding out the fucking med and all that for years. What was her name? Michelle Moan, yeah. yeah. She's it, was, it was already like a, a millionaire be, be, beforehand I from mean, um, So if you think about the money, money if they didn't if they spent the money on the sports equipment on kids sports think about how many people it helps like max he gets yeah. a qualification from yeah. doing this exactly. and the kids become more disciplined as a result it's it a win-win for breeds, everyone does it? again we go back to positivity it breeds positivity again you're gonna go like max inspires someone else then they go and inspire yeah. someone else that was exactly what i was gonna say it's the inspiration you could provide that one spark for one kid in your group yeah that kid could then go on do what you do provide it for two yeah, and then it grows and grows. Yeah. It's like a domino effect. And, and then it's kids just... 
push each other, the peers push each other to be better, the best player, the best forward, the best basketball player. And then our national sports goes through the roof as well because we don't do that well usually across the board mm -hmm. as, as a nation now in the olympics in tournaments nationally when we play other yeah. like the us they invest massively their college yeah, systems definitely. and that is they whoop us at most stuff for me it was like you, you you're growing up it was always my intention to be the best person that i could be at, yeah. at that particular yeah. moment in time and i think taking pride in yourself is a massive thing and i don't think there's enough of that around these days because yeah. you know you put on a on a uh, pedestal to be knocked down but i think you should always have the, the strength in yourself to it's go well i'm, I'm gonna yeah i'm gonna improve yeah. just always to improve yourself it's a sense of, of achievements as well you know when you've even if you've played in a football or a basketball match or you're swimming race or whatever you've done that that you give your all and sometimes you'll get the win or sometimes you know you give everything, but you still enjoyed it, even though you got beaten. Yep. There's not a feeling like that. And like you can sit at home and be playing on your computer game and you complete a level, but it's not until if you get to a cup final and you're winning However, or something like that. we all said before about reward systems. Cugsy said, we need a reward system for children to be motivated. And I said, I don't really agree with participation trophies because it should be trophies for people who win obviously people who come there every week so what's it like in your basketball so on fridays we have like every few weeks like a participation medal but then we also like cherish the kids who have like succeeded yeah and going back to what you said before about like like national like winning and losing and stuff like that is when i started basketball i looked at me coach as a scary figure because I, fe I feared losing and now that i've been in it and disciplined myself so much i feel I, I look so much more forward to this season than ever before. And, you, and then you have respect for what that coach actually exactly. done. I've done that the same with teachers in school. They used to mess around. And like, they'd get hold of me and like, you sit here and that. And I'd end up being mates with them because it's that mutual respect. And yeah. in a woke society that we live in now, people are like, oh no, you can't speak to my kid like that or grab them in that way. And like, you shouldn't really have a problem with it. Obviously, there's been historical abuse and yeah, that we know. There's a, there's a line, but yeah, and now we're aware. But there is a there's a line that we, the lines move too much. There needs to be balance. Mm. Yeah, there, there needs, needs to be, be discipline, yeah. and there needs to be respect. Yeah, it does. And like until we can find that again across communities and society, I think you sort that sport out. And like I've talked to you all before about the ADHD thing. I've got a few theories on that, but like you're saying, if you were misbehaving in a PE class and you got told to do a lap of the field and you're burning that energy off, aren't you? You're burning that negative energy off. Yeah. And then you go into your lesson, relaxed, the endorphins have come out and you, you're going to be the best person you can be. So, Max, you saying about you, you do like all like the training, is there any places uh, or any sessions that you do within like the local community? Yeah, so I run, or I don't run, but I, I co-run like after after school friday sessions basketball coaching that that's really driven me on to do a lot of other things such as summer camps and about this year like winter camps where a lot of a lot of kids have like shown up and it's been really good for the community and i've learned a lot through that how do you find when you need to get a venue or a facility to use it the very few and far between is it very hard you have to book a lot of time in advance to, to i would get these i places? would say it depends who you work with i think the smaller companies that don't get enough funding like 
my dad's company i don't think we get enough funding there's a lot of companies out there that pull uh like you know 40 50 to 70 kids a session like like ours do on a friday uh, afternoon but then there's some companies that say that they pull like all these uh, get more money. activities and stuff like that to get more money yeah. but then i've had, I've had um, governors and the nose leak chair come to me and say we've went to other venues and there's no one there so it there's clearly levels of corruption in, oh, in, yeah, the, in the sport them, community yeah. and it's a shame because going back to what i said about funding there's funding getting thrown everywhere but not where it needs to be so i think in terms of booking a venue it depends who you work with the people that are smart the people that are able to do what they say they're going to do are able to get more venues is it a word of mouth thing to find out where your sessions or yeah you're on like social media or anything to, to I mean, put it out there? there there are social medias but not that i can like list off my head obviously but you know there are a few companies that i do work with but yeah it is more of a word of mouth thing because it's more about community it's more about just the local people you and the people that, that know out, us Max. i'll put them in the links in the description yeah, yeah, for yeah. people to have a little look at yeah. as well if anyone's yeah. interested in taking we'll their, their kids to, to yeah, them as well yeah. so you run sessions on a friday, friday night uh, at sports center uh, six to six to eight six to eight yep okay fantastic so while we're on the, the topic of sports anyone else would like to add to that i'll add just before we go on to the battle of the young versus the old i'm gonna say me and my dad have had a few conversations about how toxic sports becoming nowadays as well so we've also got like for example people aren't going to sports and to play with the mates and you know creating that team camaraderie because people are leaving the team because parents are putting pressure on kids to become professionals and you don't have to become professionals you just one of the better things than playing for a professional team is building up a team of yeah. friends that you'll have for life and playing sports and together. i still have friends now that i've played with when i was like 10 yeah. and stuff i'm like 47 now you know and you make friends for life in them yeah. and i'll tell you what i've been out in places and it's been a bit moody in town and there'll be lads you've played against you've played with and a lot of people aren't getting that network of, of people around them anymore. I got a sense of picture last night by Melf. Um, was of my junior school football team. I'm so glad you said that then. I was <laughs> thought he was going to like dick pick you or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> That's for a whole different podcast. Uh, so yeah, uh, so we're talking that could have been around 1974, 1975. And I remembered every single lad who was in that because mm-hmm. that footy team that was like that was so important to us and i just think that that's the type of thing that a sport can create it can create friendships and memories that yeah. like will stay with you forever i think when we talk again about spending too long on the computers kids have got ipads in their hand from when the two when we talk about you know when you're overstimulated, you've got to be bored to be creative. We need to step away and make more of them moments. You don't remember what you were playing on the iPad when you were six, seven, no, eight, No, but you nine, do ten. remember playing with a footy team. Like for me, I've played footy since I was four or five, playing with Moss Lee and they would, and I remember some amazing memories I've had from them. We went friends. to some tournaments and you'd all Ireland. If we went to Ireland, we'd been all over the place and there wasn't an iPad or a phone yeah. in sight. And we just had the best times yeah. of our lives. And I want to really get people to to get off the couches, step away from the computers, step away from the screens, mm. and get involved in your local community sport. Yeah, That's what, what we've done this podcast. It's a community podcast. So if we can even get one person to inspire them to be a coach and step up, 
at the moment that we do our thing. So, right, so we are moving on to the virtual boxing match. Virtual boxing match, on. yeah. Young guns be the rest of the world. Go. You're going down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. So we've come up with a virtual sort of boxing match where we're going to challenge the Gen Zs to the rest of the world, we've called them, but it's actually other generation so you're facing the boomers millennials and gen x's the underdog versus the champion 10 rounds so first and foremost it's round one so it's your music of your generation now versus 80s music go for right starting off with a bit of a bias round here because 80s music is phenomenal and the reason i think it was phenomenal is because of the freedom you had and because of the culture in the 80s it just created so many amazing music songs just think of some some everyone wants to rule the world michael jackson i can list and list and list however in our day and age there are some good bands that link together new technology for example coldplay they have released some amazing songs and max agrees with me on that their concerts could be up there with the best concerts and i'm not that much a lover of them but i'm i'm not a fan but i went to see them in the summer yeah so i went to see the arctic monkeys on the friday and then i went to see coldplay on the sunday yeah arctic monkeys were too cool for school (laughs) it was one of those where it was like oh can't wait for this to end coldplay was like 40 odd thousand people all with the one goal which was to have a great time and they provided it just the whole show the interactiveness up there in the, the, the top three concerts that i've ever been what lets us down in our generation is some of the terrible artists we've got taylor swift and adele people who just sing it with no talents which yeah. i think and also which i want to mention is that our modern day music industry has been corrupted there's this thing called operation mockingbird which was in america but America influences the rest of the world, as you know. So, Operation Modern Mockingbird was when the FBI went to big media corporations like in Hollywood and big music industries and said, you need to promote violence and this and that in your song. And therefore, that, as Max said before, these rap music videos and songs and even the talentless songs that are just putting in rudeness or violence into the songs yeah. is to disrupt yeah, the generation pussy is a, there's, there's, there's no there's no like story behind it there's no yeah. there's no reason there's no behind soul. it it's just yeah, pure no violence soul, exactly like we've got this argument about like modern music against 80s I'm just gonna say one word Prince right it's going on to use why is the 80s <laughs> okay, so I, I'm gonna say I see your genre of music that like they like to Taylor Swift now as like a giant cow pat, right? <laughs> but there's little jewels and there little is, is. gold nuggets in, and you've got to dip your fingers in and get them out. Like right? <laughs> it's disgusting. You've got to get a bit. But dirty. like you've got like your crown bin, you know your Empire of the Sun. You like yeah, yeah. playing. There is some great song. There are some great songs. I mean, Crown Bin have made their own genre of music, in my opinion, and. There is some great stuff there, but I think if you were to put you them... You find diamonds in a coal mine. Yeah, you? I think if you were to put them on scales, that would right, far one, outweigh them. Obviously, 
you win. But tell us why. Tell us some classics. Tell us about the culture. Tell us about the 80s music. And it was an up- uprising of expression. People expressed themselves a lot. It was very finding its own feet with synthesizers and stuff like that. A lot of it was DIY. Yeah, it was. A lot mm-hmm. of it was DIY. A lot of it, you've got different genres and as well. Towards the back end of the 80s, it was the start of dance music as well, which is oh, well, like probably... Just, yeah. it's, could be my favourite genre. Pop, but the thing is, it was, it was, that was our that was our cultural uh, event yeah. for us at that time. It brought people together as well. Like for instance, when you went like concerts or even like for, for me, I like jazz, and I think jazz was <laughs> yeah, massive same. in the eighties. Mm-hmm. I like you got jazz, blues, and I I like them, and it brought people together as a community. And people who like jazz, people who like pop. They were all together because they all had one thing in common, and that was music. And music brought people together because it was so good. And the reason why music doesn't bring people together is because it's poo nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two concerts. Oh, with nuggets in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two concerts I went to see recently were New Order and The Smiths. Oh, God. And I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, right? I could go to any concert or festival in the world that has had like like the newer music. I couldn't relate to that as far as far as I could like relate to 80s music i went there and it was just a completely different experience to anything so you're ashamed of music i'm ashamed of our music i'm disappointed there used to be a club in town called pickwick's and i went to see new order there Mm -hmm. amazing got to be about 150 200 people and honestly it's memories like that and 80s music you say the smiths as well another great 80s band the bunny man right we're going around is it unanimous 80s one 80s one so yeah, Gen X won that one against Gen Z. Round two is fashion. Nineties fashion versus you guys. Today. Okay, we wiped the floor with your fashion. I mean, we're going back. You wore yellow and green trackies and flares. What was that all about? <laughs> Flintstone jeans, heads and toe in black with a sword up. No, he's not really. I remember I have a Flintstone jeans on. There was like Barney Double on Flintstone on each leg. Hey, Dad, was like, what was the story you told me the other day about when the builders were Oh, so I was like, these builders went past me. I was going out. It's probably about your age now. Um, and like, they were all laughing and pointing at me. And I was like, what are they laughing at? And then I realised years later that I had this like long bum head down to my shoulders. I had a, a white MBS top with the paisley sort of pattern in the middle purple arms and then I had like my pants were four different colours <laughs> you were identical like yellow Manchester. orange bloody purple and green or something I had blue kickers on so like well done to them builders <laughs> put me yeah. in place I mean yeah, you walk past dressed like a highlighter you're bound to laugh I think there is some cli- classic 90s stuff that's carried through like yeah sort of Ralph you know, you'd, you'd have like your Ralph Lorenz yeah. your Lacostes your, your Armani's you know all like your, your designer brands I mean they were around then, they were around before, they're still around now, but, you know, obviously, we had, like, passing phases of phases of fashion, so we had, like, the, the rave scene. You obviously had, like, hip-hop at the time, would be, like, you'd run yeah. DNCs. It was very expressional through the clothes. I just clothes think every, Adidas. every I mean, other generation disagrees so, with your clothes. So and take just, a couple of marks off you guys, though, is, like... The Why uni students. Yeah, no, the uni students, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's dressed like they've gone to ninja school yeah. and they nearly get run over because they're all wearing black. And um, the price is abhorrent. It's ridiculous, yeah. yeah. The it's price, really you know, disgusting. like, T-shirts, like, 
like 100 quid. I'd rather play pay that price to look a little bit smart and go out looking like oh, a highlighter. It's not about that. Like, no, I must admit, like, I bring back bull meds. 220 <laughs> quid not so long ago for a pair of New Balance trainees. I didn't put them on my feet and I had to take them back to the shop because. I couldn't justify paying I know, that Saini, amount of money. What's gone on with the Saini world? Yeah. Win, it's gone. It's inflation's not that much. You're I'm having a laugh. Sneakerheads. Yeah. Okay, so are we giving that to the Zeds then? Yeah, I'm yeah. giving it to yeah. the Zeds. Yeah, yeah. If you must. Okay. Movies now. So the movies of your sort of genre, V70s movies, which would be Gen X again. Right, moving on. I just think... 80s, 70s, late 70s, movies and music is just beating us in every aspect, beating Gen Z in every aspect. And it's just because, again, the culture, I mean, look at the 70s movies, you got the Star Wars, you got some of the original James Bonds. Jaws. Ha- yeah, you got mm-hmm. Jaws. However, coming back to mine and Max's generation, is that You've got some cinematic masterpieces. It's yeah, yep. Shawshank Redemption. I mean, it just, it just tips it. Mm-hmm. But however, some of the Leonardo DiCaprio th- films, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've also got Pirates of the Caribbean, the um, Daniel Craig, James Bonds, which we talked about before <sighs> in the podcast. Yeah. We've got some gems there again. Is, I think like a lot of the movies miss the suspense and that. Not all of them, like the James Bond ones. It's very difficult because I think that seventies spawned something in the movie world that really got the ball rolling with movies. I think the seventies films were a lot more grittier and yeah, like well, uh, that, that's more, what I enjoy. More, like, more yeah, yeah. real life. Yep. What were you talking about in the pre-interview, Cooksy? Uh, the slasher films. So yeah, yeah you had like your, you know your Friday the Thirteenth, um, Alien yeah, versus Predator, Halloween, like all of that. They spawn that like that that slasher genre, which is like obviously it's still going now. The original is the best. Would you yeah, say it's a draw far. or are we gonna give it to You know what? To we're gonna 70s. give that we're gonna give that a 70s yeah, because far. I mean you got Star Wars. That's just <laughs> Yeah, you got yeah, yeah, that alone. Yeah, we'll, we'll end that then. Yeah. You've also got the Godfather films. Oh yeah. my! Don't I even don't get me started. Jaws. Wow. Even Jaws, the suspense in Jaws. <laughs> that almost felt like a mic drop just then. Yeah, as a, seriously. As a kid, the acting no was what, much better as well. What body of water you go on as a kid after watching Jaws? You don't. Even if it's a swimming pool, you're wondering where the Jaws is going to eat you. <laughs> right, I, I've got a story about going to see Jaws. So we used to have uh, in town. There used to be a picture house called the ABC, which was on the corner just by the big weather spoons. Uh, you know, opposite oh, St. Yeah, John's. I remember it, yeah. And we were in the front row of upstairs and watching Jaws. Now, a couple of months before, my mum had had like a, a nervous breakdown. So we're sitting there watching me, my mum and my dad, and I'm in the middle. And I held, had hold my mum's hand and I was like, are you okay? You're all right? Because I was worried that it was going to scare her. And I was, I was more concerned about my mum, but also like you were watching that and it was you were just in that was like so believable at the time you watch it now and it's like I still think it's good now you know I think it sounds the test of time I mean the shark was obviously there's a story isn't it about what went on in the film and that there's a play about it we're given movies to 70s generation okay tech in the 2000s 2010 the tech 2010 we wiped the floor with you, sorry, in in most aspects. Number one, main one, you got the, the smartphone, smartphone yeah, slash yeah. mobile phone. You got 
stuff that went from VHS, even some paperwork and big fat computers that had to have massive storage, uh, storage batteries and everything just went down to a device that you can just get out your pocket. Even the house telephone. But even going back to what you said about iPads, the way it's ruined us. You know, yeah. we're thinking of these things as a good thing. Like, well, we've got all these map pieces of technology. You know, we've got gaming chairs that are worth over a grand now with yeah. all flashing lights and everything. But how good is it really but for it our is, health? It is tech v tech. So have you got any tech from, from 2000, 2010 that you think was revolutionary, Cooks? So yeah, you could uh, say the iPod. The iPod which is, is Which made like, you know, massive record collections available to be in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, you had the, the creation of Facebook for better or for worse for where it is now you've had Twitter was done in the 2000s Android was created in the 2000s and Android you know is the biggest platform that there is so uh, Lincoln Lincoln you've got some of the newer Playstations Xbox PCs and that links into the video games yeah it's amazing I mean I'll give you AI as well I know you don't like AI Flynn but Wait till you see what that's going to do. Right. Some of the stuff I'm doing it at the moment is phenomenal. Technology. It will take me days. It's taking me seconds with it. Right. We're on the comeback. I think we were in that for technology. Okay. We'll give you. We'll give that to disease. Okay. Right. So just to remind the people in the audience, what score are you on so far? At the moment, after four rounds, it's 2-2. Two, two. Okay. So round five, we've got TV shows in the 60s via TV shows now, like your box sets and stuff. Max. Right, I'll, I'll go first because I'm just going to say right now we've got it's not even a question The Walking Dead Breaking Bad we've got Hunger Games we've just got so many great shows and we'd argue they are better than movies my favourite being The Walking Dead which I recommend but I also recommend a show called Mr. Robot that's a really good TV show because I think a lot of our TV shows actually speak more about society now than they did back when they first came out yeah, I think although the 60s did spawn that sort of genre of, of like oh, series. Com- completely like developed. It? I mean, what, it meant what it's developed into now, like you, you said, well, great point about the movies. So, like Game of Thrones is probably one of my favourites yeah. and it absolutely blows a movie away because yeah. each episode is, is a movie. And, and in a lot of these big budget ones now even your main stars are getting into them they're each episode phenomenal. is like a movie so, so just, i think the boomers of the 60s i can't see them we've been I mean, flawed in this got, round um prison break money heist you've got an endless list of tv shows because tv shows are only really recent like the proper tv series because going around now what is your favorite tv show it's probably from modern times for me it's yeah, prison break be. i just think it's I'm, a cinematic yeah, i mean i think like. there's some of the scripts are better than like obviously we won the movies round because the script and again but the scripting's gone something else in them now so i think there's a lot of clever storytelling and what it is is when you have a film you've got a certain amount of time to tell a story that story can go on and on and on yeah and, and there's some really good writers in them i think um listen i think the kids have just completely wiped the floor with us there. Yeah, we're, we're KO. I, I, I can't even argue with any I of think, them. I think we're back to the corner for that one, Cogs. Spit the gum shield out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right, so we've got video games in the 80s versus video games now. I'll I'll go first, put our case forward. So there was a big push in the 80s of the development of the console and the home computer, which I do think it's phenomenal. 
things like the Atari 2600 that I have, and then sort of creeping into the 90s, you had the development of the PlayStation, which was groundbreaking. But I just do not think he can even touch 1% of what no, the game is. No, not at all. Now. I mean, just think about the games you've got GTA, Red Dead Redemption. Um, you've even got some Walking Dead video games, I think. Oh, there's there's a new one out, but it's it's terrible, yeah. Yeah. But like the the graphics on some of the games, like you mentioned, Red Dead Redemption, yeah. GTA. I mean, when you stop to look in Red Dead Redemption Two, especially, like there's the rocks have their own shapes on the floor. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's phenomenal. The Last you... of Us as well, which I've just oh, played all over because yeah, the like graphics a, are a amazing. Movie and and a game. There was a census done as well that a lot of people like prefer game stories over movies because. It's just so true to life and emotional. It's action-packed. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, we cannot compete with what we had as the original video games compared to what you've got now. But you would only be at the stage that you are now if it wasn't for our games. Just So they were the DNA. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. how can we improve on this? And like year on year, as like you say, there's the graphics, the storylines, you know, everything to do with it. I... I personally don't get it because, like, I'm not a gamer. Yeah. But to hear the enthusiasm in your voices when you talk about it, it's quite addictive. I mean, you can lose yourself in time and you can go into another world. And, and it's so ironic that we've just talked about pulling away from the screens. Yeah. And you've got something like that that's so addictive. And it's pulling you back in. But, like, is that how the human race is evolving? Because, like, possibly. You know, we're going into these worlds yeah, yeah. and like they never Getting existed lost, before, yeah. yeah. Mm, and I think it, that's debatable for another podcast, maybe. Yeah, mm. it's a massive thing, but yeah, limit your time on your yeah, PlayStation, yeah. everyone. So, the, the gonna... Last of Us, I just want to mention that the Last of Us opening scene, which you'd agree that is one of the best. Oh, I mean, scenes in the it's video, like yeah. a movie for yeah. half an hour, it is absolutely phenomenal. If anyone can even like watch the clips of it on YouTube, yeah. if you can't, if you're not a gamer, so it's... we're giving that one to Gen Z. Given that to Gen Z. So social movements. Now you've got your social movements versus your social movements of the 50s. So, I mean, you could put like Black Lives Matter, I suppose, against something like the civil rights movements in America. However, Black Lives Matter isn't really. Yeah, they're probably movement. more of a terrorist yeah. group. I mean, they couldn't lace the boots of what happened in the 50s yeah. in America no. with how abhorrent black people were treated. It was absolutely disgusting that the human race was allowed to do stuff like that. So for me, I don't know if there's been any other movements as big as that, but I think that there's no Gen Z sort of movement that compares to that for me. Exactly. I still find if you watch a film and it's involving the, the culture back then of the segregation, it's such a horrible thing to watch. It still feels as though it's quite prevalent now, mm -hmm. especially like in America. I completely agree. It's like we've went way too far, you know, left nowadays because you think about feminism and stuff like that. Back in the days, in like the 50s, it was constructive because we were given women rights. But nowadays we've got so many rights. And we've went overboard with the amount of rights that they no yeah. longer like the rights and they want to just it, it's yeah so like we went from feminism like suffragettes women jobs to giving women more rights like the right to vote and now feminism is just some blue-eyed liberal yeah who's I, just shouting all yeah, the time the, the, funny yeah. thing, the funny thing is that back then women wanted to work and now i see more women complaining about work and now yeah. than they did back yeah, then the whole setup's a mess isn't it it's, so, it's quite confusing and controversial there was quite a lot of important uh, movements as well created in the 50s 
uh, drug scenes, free love scenes, music scenes, obviously, that would have been like, you know, jazz and like, yeah, love you've got the hippies, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, mod, the modern art scene, obviously the civil rights, which we touched upon, feminism. So they're all important um, yeah, society changing movements, whereas now... I don't think you guys have had your time now. I think we've just floored you with that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do think that there'll be a time like I say, where the older lions are, usually the young lions that you're going to come up. There might be a time that you're going to come now and challenge all this wokeness yeah, yeah. and set the record straight and get more balance yeah. in society, like what we're doing with the sports. Yeah. And we're talking about the gaming and whether yeah, we should live it. It's up to us to change yeah. it now. So it's up to you guys to change it now. It's on yeah, YouTube yeah. to the young guns. It, it bring, bring the world back to, to earth, do you know what I mean? You're just being yeah. knocked yeah. down now to get back to your corner. Yeah. <laughs> Eight, we've got literature in the 90s versus your literature now, I suppose 2005 onwards maybe. Literature now, you've got quite a lot. I grew up reading David Williams and I thought his books were amazing. That's how I really started reading. You haven't got many that I can think about. I can think about one movement. It's called Dark Academia. It basically, the definition for it is higher levels of education at university. But it's more like gothic literature i think that's made the comeback now so gothic literature is things like the woman in black frankenstein you've got a lot of classics there and you've got a lot of classics that are coming back for example you've got uh, books like the secret history and things like that but i think books are just so such a wide range of like literature modern literature isn't as good as it was but i don't think 90s was mm. as no. good as it Everybody was. Too busy. You can literally just made more of a comeback than <laughs> no, it was in the 90s. I mean, I've got a few here. Obviously, you've got Harry Potter, which was a massive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it or hate it, you can't deny how massive it is. Yeah. No. Bridges Jones Diaries, though. Fight Club. Oh, I love that. And the yeah. movie as well. Phenomenal. I think, personally, right, the further we go back in literature, the better the literature is. Yeah, yeah. I so, think yeah, that. Definitely. Would we say it was a draw? Yeah, we'll that say that one yeah, yeah, yeah. a draw. draw on that round, okay. Okay. Sport in the 70s, v sport now. Right. Wow. Coach Max. Yeah. There we go, right. I th it, 70s wipes everything out. You think about, like, sport nowadays we've got so much you know physiotherapy we've got so many high high like what, what's the word like high, high octane data's managed every, yeah, isn't it everything's managed everything's so futuristic like you ever watched rocky where you've got like ivan drago yeah, yeah everything's yeah. monitored yeah. Yeah. that's how i feel like athletes are nowadays but then i look back at the, the 70s and i think there's so much more passion there's so much yeah. more purpose yeah, I, to i'll it. give you a good example that's a great thing um, when you talk about and i'll give you one example with the premier league right now players taking people on Mm. don't get that much of no, it now look no. at people in the 70s there's more sportsmanship yeah. back yeah, in yeah. the 70s there is footy players would break the leg one Saturday and they'd be back playing NBA is a great example of that you think about when the likes of Larry Bird Michael Job were around they did not give one if they got an injury they were still on the court still playing and they'd still abuse each other on that court yeah, yeah. and it was it was amazing yeah. over point. the past couple of months I've watched it. there was a a, a couple of the documentaries there the last the, dance the steph curry one obviously there's the the last yep. dance uh there's the magic johnson one yep. which is brilliant and the magic johnson one is where it shows you like his rivalry with, with larry Bird and the boston celtics 
it's just incredible. It's like a movie it's in like, itself. I've got something here. And sport was massive in the seventies for Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool in the seventies was it was basically destroyed. It had high unemployment rates, and people used to wait to go to the match, and it bring everyone together as a community. And that's what sports in the seventies did. It brought countries, communities together as a community. Now with the infiltration of politics in sports that politics and sports should be separate keep politics exactly. out of yeah. sports and another thing as well in the 70s like again you talk about you know making teams and put them you couldn't buy yourself a title no, like you your to, man cities and all yeah. that now mm-hmm. you had to, you create, had to mm-hmm. create it through hard work and that discipline that we talked about earlier on in the show, I think that is is a massive. Yep. So are we going to give it to the 70s then? Yep. 70s, yeah, 70s, yeah. 70s, 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 yeah. Unanimous. So going into round 10, it is actually 4-4 because there was a draw on round 8. So it's winner takes all in this one now. <laughs> and it's food now. Be food in the eighties. Oh, we've lost. <laughs> I don't think we have. Oh, I don't know, you know. Two words: purple olive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is. You know what though? I think there's two sides of the arguments. I think about nowadays, like you think about McDonald's, you think about the negatives of today's food and everything. So the convenience, like, yeah, at the click of a finger. But here's the other thing as well: you've got companies nowadays that are bringing out not fast food but healthy food at the click of a finger. Which I think is quite interesting. Yeah. So you bring that in, into perspective, you, you know. I tell you what, I don't get when you <laughs> you see this stuff where it says no chicken, chicken strips. Just say what it is. It's a, a meat substitute or it's a veg substitute. A, it's just ridiculous. this is a hard one. This because you've got like positives nowadays is you've got lots of different countries' foods. You've got Indian, you've got Good Chinese. Point, yeah. You've got Brazilian steakhouses. You've got, just think about the amount of options you'd had. Whereas, compared to the eighties, you'd had fish and chips and mackey. But, but listen, I've got a disadvantage, and the disadvantage is what things were cooked in back in the eighties: cooked in lard, cooked in butter, and that's actually more healthy yeah. than seed oils because seed oils yeah. were used as lubricants on cars and seed oils. Think about when things were cooked in butter in the 80s, there was less obesity rates. Now it's cooked in seed oils, there's higher obesity rates. We talked rates. on the nutrition podcast that we had yeah, as well we about the nutritional value of like fruit and veg back oh, in the day yeah. now because it's GM crop grown now. So there was a lot more nutritional value and we didn't overeat because it wasn't readily available. So there wasn't we, sweets on every aisle in the supermarkets yeah. and that. It was a treat. We were talking about an orange um, in the 80s at like two times the nutritional value as it does today. But, but the diversity in food that you've got now. So for me, I'm probably weighing up more towards the drawer here at the moment. To mm. me, right, we're going to sort it by everyone having a conclusion and having a vote you have to vote one okay yeah. just like, before you vote can i say yeah. this then if you could go and have food right now for your tea you come in from work hungry and you could go where would you go now if you could transport yourself back looking at what they sold in the 80s or what would you eat now could that sway your vote that's my final argument right go on do you want to start with me then and then we'll go yeah. around whatever mm-hmm. so Purple olive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's literally down the road again. And I've been um, to quite a few countries with my dad and honestly, not on beats of the purple olive. Not on beats of purple olive. Mm. So I think with the uh, amount of options 
I know with the seed oils, but I think we won that one. I think Gen Z won. That's my vote. Yeah. Well, I'd like to take myself back to to Thailand. You know, the, the little bars that were on like the beaches and you'd buy food from there. They'd make a, a, a pad tile just like super fresh. Even as you're walking down, there'd be like a guy coming over to you and saying, would you like fish? And you'd be like, yeah, go on. And he'd literally walk away from you. He had like the equivalent of a stick yeah. in his in his hand. And he'd just go over the next thing, bang, bang. bang and he, he'd come back with like three fish for you, mm. cook it on like a little barbecue. Did he still do that now though? Why not? It was only oh, the past yeah, couple of years. Yeah, okay. Oh, past couple of years, so that's our generation. Yeah, yeah, so that's in the Oh, okay. I'm going now. I'm going for now. Yeah. Do you know what? That That's difficult. I had a really good point. So, I was to go back in time. I would actually go back to the 80s because, and I would go to an American restaurant, big, the fattest, greasiest burger and like yeah. the freshest cut steak. Because yeah. if I'm you taking the time, to, like yeah. if I'm taking the time to travel that far back in time, <laughs> I may as well just shoot me shot. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a film there. Back to the restaurant. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at '80s food back in America. It could be phenomenal there. Yeah, but I haven't tasted it, so mm. I'm gonna sway it and go. I'm gonna say the two words: beautiful olive. Yeah, it's just, it's just a phenomenal place to eat. So I live in there. So there's my answer. So I'm gonna give that to Gen Z. So the Gen just, Z, they take the... it on points. Well done. <laughs> Well done, guys. Well done. <laughs> and next, it's Lost in Music. So first up, guest always goes first when we can. Ladies first, Max. Okay, what did you pick? So, Ladies. <laughs> yeah, to say because they just won the boxing match and taking them down a few pegs. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd have to go with uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" by Nirvana. Oh, yeah. How apt as yeah. well after the teens yeah. are in the room. Obviously, with the generational thing, Max, I asked you to pick a song based on did it do a movement that inspires genre or something like that. And what was your answer? Yeah, that? so I've recently got into Nirvana and I've done my research into it, and it's crazy because there was like a slow uprise of like this grunge movements in the nineties, the, the early two thousands, stuff like that, like with the likes of Weezer and and uh, other grungy alternative indie rock bands and stuff like that. But then Nirvana just came in. You had Radiohead, you had everything blowing everything out the water it just revolutionized yeah. music great great choice as well for the yeah, show great absolutely song. love it so uh, obviously Duff, duffy couldn't be here tonight i think he's got a lot of work on busy time of the year for him so he's picked the sugar hill gang rapper's delight yes belter mm-hmm. 
Obviously, that was a big inspirational song, wasn't it? For yeah, that? it was massive that, at the time. That, that, I mean, that, that was like the first, off the, the, rap, didn't the, it? the first rap hit. Yeah. yeah, so well done, Duff, man. Great yeah, choice. Good shout. And your choice, Cugs? Uh, my choice is It's Starman by David Bowie. So it was one of those where they, they always played the dead famous clip of him on top of the pops and where he divided a country where it was like, you know, you'd, you'd have like the, the kids watching Top of the Pops and the next thing there's a, a man who looks like a woman and the parents couldn't get it. And like musically, it was the start of glam rock yeah. called like the, the dressing up. So to me, it's a really important song. There's a star man waiting in the sky He'd like to come and meet us But he thinks he'd blow our minds There's a Great choice, Cugsy. So, Flynn, you're next. Your song right. and why? The reason I chose this song is because it's a massive song on GTA Radio and GTA has been out for 10 years, so that is basically... Probably been, the biggest video game the, ever, the isn't The biggest it, really? video game ever, arguably. And it just reminds me, I've just done a heist. I've killed my mate on GTA. I'm jumping <laughs> in my supercar. It's a five-star wanted level. Driving down the beach in GTA, and I've got this tune on. And it's just, with video games, it reminds me the greatest video game ever, GTA 5. So it's Music Sounds Better With You by Stardust. I feel right, the music sounds better with you. Love might bring us back together. If memory serves me well, isn't they the guys from Daft Punk? Yes. Well, well done. So my choice, the final one for tonight, oh, pleasure. is this inspired, this is a big part of the underground sort of dance scene for me that sort of kicked off and spawned that real rave generation. And it's Frankie Knuckles, your love. Oh, yes. A lot of people recognise that was the inspiration behind the source featuring Candy Stanton, was yeah, it? Yeah. And um, that version's phenomenal, but you can't find it on like the likes of Spotify and that. It's very hard to get. No, but that, the, the original is the best. The original is the best, but I mean, it did spawn a, a generation. 
And that was Lost in Music, guys. Just before we move on to the shout-outs, if you can follow us on social media, we are the Pod Notes, P-O-D-N-A-U-T-S. If you are listening on Spotify, give us a rating yeah, on Spotify. Give us a follow. You'll find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and there's a Telegram channel in the links in the description as well. Shout-outs now. Right, I'll go first on the shout-outs. Me and my dad, it's a tradition, really, to watch World's Strongest Man over the holidays. So just want a fair shout-out to Mark Felix, who's the oldest man to ever compete, ever compete in World's Strongest Man, and at, he's been an amazing 57 years of age. 57 years of age, lifting 200 kilogram Atlas stones, and he's representing <laughs> Great Britain as well. So, what an amazing he's, guy. He's been, he started when he was 39, and he's been a phenomenal competitor. Phenomenal sportsman, and yeah. just a great guy all around. Yeah. Also, another shout out to Brian Shaw. It was also his last year in the competition. Yeah, four-time world champion. Yeah, if you don't know what World's Strongest Man is, I'd recommend you just search it up, because it's just a true... It's Christmas a spectacle, true demonstration of human endeavour and strength as well. Yeah, so. and it, but yeah, big shout out to the Mitchell Hooper from Canada, first Canadian for, for taking to, the win. To win, and he was in a very difficult group yeah. final, and it was an amazing heats the final this year. So big shout out to them guys for their dedication, and it just links in so good with the sports today. Yeah, it, yeah. it was absolutely fabulous. Well, I've got three shout outs actually. Yeah, brilliant. Go for uh, it. The first one actually goes to uh, I mean podcast over on Spotify. The Bandcast, if you want to go and listen. The second one being Mizzy Mavericks, my basketball club, for just like pushing me to be a completely different person and have that discipline that we talked about earlier. A uh, huge shout out for them. It's been, wow, I can't even describe how life changing that was to join their team and, you know, play when they uh, go off and win games. But, and also, shout out to uh, Paul for letting me on the podcast. Yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> You're welcome anytime, mate. You've been a phenomenal yeah. guest. Uh, I'd like to shout out Lisa Williams. First, give her a shout in the Christmas and New Year one. It's a massive follower of the show. Also, RSD. I seem to miss him out quite a bit. And Lee Breverton. Happy birthday, Lee. Seeing, mate. Getting old, you all get. Shout out to the usual suspects. Yeah. Jay Rines, Jay Candles, Sarah Bell, Melv, Lisa Potter. And a shout out to the two young lads in the studio at the moment. It's yeah. lads like these who are going to make the future a, a better place. And it's nice to be in a company of like yeah. good young men. And I know like your generation comes in for a bit of stick and you two, two beacons of hope yeah. in yeah. that pile of cow pats with nuggets in. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, I'd say it's 50-50 in our generation. Yeah. So well yeah. done, lads. Absolutely phenomenal podcast. Right, and that was the Pod Notes. <laughs>